All right, welcome to another episode of The Eavesdrop. This is Brett Battistain, and if uh, you hadn't heard on a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that I was going to be changing up the format a little bit from time to time, uh, so that today is the first time that we're doing that. So this episode is going to be Ranked. That's the podcast where I have a guest come in, and we talk about our top five favorites of a certain subject. It can be a bunch of different things. Today, for my first guest... I have a great comic from Los Angeles, Matteo Martinez. Oh my gosh, am I great? You're great. I'm passable. <laughs> I'm going to say passable. You're so kind. You're always so kind. Uh, you may have heard Matteo on the other Eavesdrop podcast, Overbooked. He's been a frequent guest on there yes uh for the last couple of weeks while you're in town what are you doing in town why are you here i uh i, I met uh, jinx and alicia a few years ago when i came to do a festival here a comedy festival in boise which one the idaho laugh fest oh okay at liquid lounge and uh we met and instantly fell in love uh the three of us and um so this year i actually decided to come out and help them with the production of Boise's Funniest Person, which is a contest uh, running right now in Boise, where we take 20 people who have never done stand-up, and uh, within two weeks, we, we get them their first three-minute set up on stage, and they compete for a $1,000 grand prize uh, at the end of the competition when one is left standing. And the competition goes for the whole month of July. The whole month of July, every weekend, and uh, we are now down to our top 10 who are competing this Saturday. Uh, so I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I we mentioned on Overbooked that I was a judge on the first weekend. Yes. It was I was blown away by the crop of talent. Everybody was so good and so seemed like they had done stand up for a while. <laughs> that was like the caliber of the material. Yeah, we got really lucky with uh I, I think every year that the girls have been doing this, it's been attracting uh, a different kind of person because as uh, as the competition is getting more fierce every year, uh more people who have always wanted to do this are coming out of the woodwork and that's great, you know, to yeah. to be able to give uh people an, a a shot at something they've had in their heart to do for a very long time. And uh, they already come with so much material and such a rich life. Everybody has, you know, a really great story. And so our job is just to give them the tools they need to get that story up and at them. Sure. Um, I, I think the reason I was so impressed this year is because it's been a competition that's been going for a while. And I've I've been a part of them in some capacity for yeah. I was a part of the first few. And as a competitor? Uh, I was a coach a few times, okay, and then I was a judge. Yeah, like the like one of the initial judges. To, oh, great. Like, for the top twenty to get into the competition for okay. one year, because uh, I didn't want to be a coach anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's no easy thing. Uh, if the top ten are listening, uh, make my job easier, guys. <laughs> be funnier, and you should be listening. <laughs> if you're not listening to this podcast, right? You done fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bad kids. So for this top five, yes, I thought it would be fun uh, because you, when you were on my podcast last week, yeah, on the normal eavesdrop. Mm -hmm. uh, as you were leaving, we were talking about 
you coming on and doing like a real top five episode. Yeah. And I, I think you said like top five homosexual experiences <laughs> that you've had. And I, well, <laughs> no, I was, I was teasing, but yes. But well, <laughs> I was like, that would be fun, but I, I've only had like two. So oh, I can't, I don't think I can do a top five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I've had more heterosexual experiences because, uh, well, I was the last to know about my gayness, uh, <laughs> as so uh, so often happens with with guys like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more definitely more common. Yeah, but uh, unless for me, it'd be like unless you count just like kissing a friend on the lips. Yeah, no, you know, and that doesn't. I wouldn't count. No, that. it's like you know. It's like in, in middle school, like, what, right. what's that? You know, yeah, or like yeah, in college, yeah. it's like, I had a couple of beers and this guy's saying some pretty fun things. You know, it's just yeah. one of those situations. But uh, which to me is it, it's uh, I, I have that, you know, with with being straight. Like one of the things that was so difficult for me coming out was that I, I, I think I'm like seven to nine percent straight. You know, I've seen women, I still see women every now and again, and I'm like, yeah, I want to know what it's like to, yeah. you know, be physically expressive with that with that person, you know? And uh, that used to throw me off when I was coming out because I thought, oh, I'm straight. That that 7 to 9%, I can, I can really make it into something. I can here. harness that. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can really work with that. And, and, and you know, but uh, I had no idea at that point, you know, this was, I came out in 1994 when I was 19 years old. And at that point, you know, we really hadn't distinguished that you could be romantically attracted to a gender, but maybe sexually attracted to both genders or one gender. And maybe that didn't always match. Yeah. It can be anything. Yeah. You can, we didn't have any, it was very binary in those days. Yeah. You were either gay or you were straight. The bisexuals were liars. (laughs) They were faking it. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, bye now, gay later. Yeah. You know, and, and that was really unfair to them, especially now that we know, uh, there are more bisexuals than lesbians and gays combined by like a factor of like two or three to one. I didn't know that, but it makes it's sense. insane. And 77 to eight, 9% of uh, those bisexuals are closeted, you know, because they just don't feel really embraced by the LGBT community. Oh, that's or the straight community. I think they're, yeah. I think uh, we got to do a little bit better with our B's and our T's. I think the L's and G's, you know, it's so much easier for us, <laughs> but we need to, we need to be there for our B's and T's. Yeah, absolutely. I, I fully, I fully back that. As Not our Q's. The Q's, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's just straight people trying to march under our banner, which <laughs> we do welcome them. Uh, I'm, I'm teasing. Well, so for our list, I thought it would be fun just on this topic of kind of being, you know, a little more open to fluidity yeah i guess would be the way to say i thought it'd be fun if we did like our top five celebrity crushes but on the opposite side of the spectrum from us so i would do my top five man crushes okay and you would do your top five lady crushes yes uh what was difficult for me assimilating this or putting this list together uh, yeah talk about putting it together okay so i was like did he mean like romantic crush like i definitely want them to be my girlfriend or i'd want to be their boyfriend or i'd want to be their girlfriend or uh did he mean like a talent crush like whoa i i so respect this person and their ability so much that like yeah i'd I'd wash their feet right right yeah because there's people that you see where you just respect what they're doing yeah it's like maybe work or just like how they carry themselves in life yes like i love you yeah their vibe yeah is just like 
So I want that. For me, it was kind of a mix of my list is kind of a mix of both. Okay. Where it's people that I really respect their their work and their art and the the way they carry themselves in life. Mm-hmm. But also, if given the chance, I would definitely take them for a ride or be taken for a ride in <laughs> bed. For, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that's so interesting, uh, too, because there's that whole thing, too. I was like, you know, when I was thinking about the, the sexy part of it, uh, I picked women. I was so embar- I'm so embarrassed. I picked women <laughs> who I thought would be very forgiving. <laughs> You know, because I, oh, God, I was very confronted by this top five, I got to say. Well, as as we get into it, you'll see that, like, all of mine are, for for the most part, like, manly men. Oh, you have a type. I guess so. (laughs) I guess so. That's great. That's great. I didn't realize that I did. And then as I was going through the list, I was like, I like, yeah, I I guess this is if I were going to. If I was if I was a gay man, yeah. this would probably be what I was going after. Yeah, yeah, got it. <laughs> and it's funny because it's also very different from the women that I've been attracted to for the most part. So oh. I don't know what that says about me. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Oh, I can't wait. This is this is already so fun. All right, so I thought we would uh, I thought we would go from five, start at five, and go to one. Okay. Um, and it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be fully like this is my fifth favorite. But I think number one should be like number one. Got it. Favorite. Got it. Uh, why don't you start though? Why don't you give us your number five? Okay. Uh, my number five on this list. Uh, now I I'm not sure if I want to be her, or <laughs> if I'm just so excited about who she is, a uh, talent crush. But I think she would actually be very forgiving in bed. <laughs> uh, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. She's such a badass. But what I love about uh, her particular brand of badassness, um, you know, I like that she's got an accent. I like that she's a yes. little exotic. You know, uh, I don't know that anybody knows exactly what her ethnicity is, you know, at first glance. Right. You know, she she kind of uh, occupies, you know, you know, she's she's not a, you know, she's not a blonde bombshell. She occupies this other kind right. of, you know, often underrepresented kind of lady sure. in in Hollywood and I really kind of like her whole mystique you know she's this new kind of uh and not new but she's this very empowered kind of woman yeah. which I think is new for uh Hollywood mm-hmm. and, and big A-list films but you know not certainly not for women but well what's cool about her is that she's a badass but she's also still very feminine yeah. You know, she's like, because you have your, um, I don't want to take away from like the femininity of, um, you know, characters like uh, that, like Linda Hamilton has played like Sarah Connor. Yeah. Or Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Alien. Weaver. Right. For yeah. sure. Because they're, you know, they're obviously feminine in a certain way as well. Absolutely. But they, but that was almost an expected thing, right? To take right. on more male attributes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were like kind of like a man's version, vision of what. Uh, like an empowered woman would be like. Yeah. Whereas Gal Gadot, she's still very feminine. She's so girlina. Yeah. But she also could kick the shit out of 
any man. Yeah. You know? I think there was even that scene in that movie where she gets really dulled up and she just looks like a drag queen. And I'm like, this, you know, it's so funny because right. even with this, how girly she is, that still looks like drag on her. Yeah. You know, because I think she's got just a really great balance of her masculine and feminine energies. Yeah. And she's so charming. She's so charming. Mm. And so maybe it's that balance of masculine energy that I'm responding to. Oh, <laughs> I'm busting myself. I'm, I'm like, I'm learning so much about myself. No, I love it. That's what this is. I, I hope that's what all of these lists are like. Uh, that's great. Um, okay. So my number five is, I would say mostly a talent crush, mm-hmm. but also I think he is a stone cold Fox. Oh, uh, my number five is Will Forte. Will Forte. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't even want to. (laughs) You kind of look like him a little bit. (laughs) Of course you would think he was a stone cold fox. All right. Well, that's great. I'm glad. Busted. Busted. Uh, um, I, I think Will Forte is like a very underrated comedic actor. Agree. And in his dramatic turns, he's also crushed it. Yeah. Like in Oklahoma. Uh, and, and those types of roles. And I think Last Man on Earth, which was mostly like his vision, was, is one of the most underrated comedy shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Agree. And I think he's very, very funny and very talented. But I also think he is like uniquely handsome, where mm-hmm. he's not like the chiseled, uh, like muscle bound dude with like washboard abs he just seems like a per like a real person yeah yeah but a real handsome person accessible yes like an accessible and, handsome person and it's got all this other stuff going on for him so like it really makes him sexy i have to say you know i i'm i'm not really i'm in that same boat where i don't always see people who are like really physically attractive is necessarily like interesting to me on, on a yeah. sexual level. Like there's gotta be an emotional component oh, yeah, there for sure. So I think that guy, yeah. Will Forte definitely. Cause he's so, there's a sensitivity to him. Yeah. Yeah. And like you a know? vulnerability. Yeah. And, yeah. I guess his feminine energy is more balanced too. Yeah. We're, oh crap. <laughs> we're just, we're just falling right into our, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. But, uh, I, I'm, I'm much the same way. Cause I, I can look at a beautiful woman mm-hmm. And be like, they are objectively, like Angelina Jolie or somebody like that. And be like, they are objectively beautiful. They're very pretty. But there's just nothing for me to connect with. Of substance. Yeah. Absolutely. And they might be, I don't know them personally, but they might be very deep, thoughtful people. But it just... that doesn't come across i guess in the way yeah. we but we've all known yeah we portray all, the media exactly we've all known women who uh you know kind of really pretty girls that kind of fit the stereotype mm-hmm. and of course pretty girls who break that stereotype sure. you know especially pretty girls who kind of came into their a certain kind of confidence at a later point in their lives you know mm-hmm. they just weren't used to being that you know yeah. i I've, I've, <laughs> I've met a lot of pretty girls like that sure yeah yeah i like i'm I, one <laughs> i was gonna say my wife is a very beautiful very pretty girl mm-hmm. and but she's also incredibly thoughtful and yeah very smart never very... really traded on that on that physical advantage that she had no no yeah um uh, okay so what's your uh what's your let's move to your number four Okay, uh, my number four, uh, again, I don't know if I want to be her or <laughs> if I want to do her, but uh, if I was totally straight and into it, I know I would have a rip, roaring, rockin' time with Penelope Cruz. Oh. God, I love her. Uh, that's that's Because we could, like, we could dirty talk in Spanish. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> that's I'm get, awesome. I'm getting really detailed here. No, that's great. I'm that's literally it. breaking into a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. Hi. I I really love Penelope Cruz, but she is never. I've never um, been attracted to her like in that oh, really? kind of like lustful way. But I think she's great. I think she's an awesome actress. You know, she's somebody to me who is just like so overtly sexual because she's so connected to her passion. You know, her passion for acting, the, mm-hmm. the passion that she brings to her roles. Uh, I just, I'm fascinated by her. And she's really super duper smart. And uh, I don't know, I could get lost in those eyes for a long time. She, she is very beautiful. And yeah. I, you know, what movie she was really good in was uh, that is a movie that doesn't really get talked about a lot is the Vicky Vanilla Chris. Sky. Oh, Vanilla Sky. Yeah, with, uh, with Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that movie doesn't get talked about. Uh, but she, I thought she was really good in that movie. Yeah, I really liked her in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. What was that called? The Woody Allen film. Yeah. Yeah, she was really fantastic in in that. Uh, yeah, she's somebody who I respect her uh, her acting chops, and uh, really, really, really beautiful. Yeah, she she is, and she definitely has that. Um... Sorry, not because she's physically beautiful, but I mean, just in terms of her her passion and her deep understanding of of, of humanity. You know how it works. Yeah, I love that. I I wish I was like more familiar with her body Body of work work because i (laughs) i don't feel like i am because i have like vanilla sky and then i think she was maybe in the movie dogma the kevin smith movie oh was she i think she was the no i'm that's selma hayek yeah selma hayek i get those two confused a lot which seems a little racist (laughs) (laughs) no i i think that's more a function of the way that hollywood classifies women like that they they get a particular kind of role you know i think sofia vergara a lot of the complaint from you know latinx uh savarati the the sort of culture critics um will tell you that that's a very it it kind of doubles down on the racism against latina actresses because she's like you know i can barely speak english por favor please like Mm -hmm. i'm going to get every every other word completely wrong you know and (laughs) and it's it's just so like lucy and ricky you know in its way it's a little bit dated Mm -hmm. and um again that's because that's how men write for those kinds of women like the joke with her on modern family a lot of times is that they can't understand what she's saying right she screws up the language yeah and it's like come on yeah all right that's that's (laughs) okay i mean i guess that it's so dated yeah you know yeah yeah, absolutely. But uh, I was just going to say, I don't watch the show enough to know like how much her character has been developed. But uh, one of the episodes Not that much. I have watched. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> so there we go. Um, all right. My number four is, uh, I would say, mostly a talent crush. But I also, he, uh, I also really dig his style, especially. Mm-hmm. I like the way he dresses a lot, mm-hmm. especially in a lot of his music videos is... Uh, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Ah. I think he is uh, very handsome. Yeah. I think he's hot. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. He's another one who, like, I feel like he just oozes sexual uh, charisma. When he (laughs) performed Redbone on The Tonight Show. Oh, I got to see it. And he did it shirtless. Oh, wow. And that's such a sexy song. Yeah. And, like, I, I think when people, like, when 
people first heard that song, they were immediately like, "This is going on my fuck jams list." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I got to list. I got to hear. I I'm not yeah, familiar with it. He did. He did it shirtless, and he just he was like very still, and he like sang it very well like so you could like he was like people like people might think like they modified my voice for this song and i'm going to show these motherfuckers that i can sing like this you know can i just say i love this kind of a person uh men or women uh, because it's the it's how careful he is with his art Mm -hmm. and how meticulous and detailed he is with it where you're just like god you've got to be just a wizard in the sack yeah because you're just so in tune with like what people need and what people want oh yeah like i could see him like just being like just such a great lover lover (laughs) Yeah. yeah because of that sort of attention to detail and that that sensuality it's so visceral with yeah. him. his work is so visceral yeah and and i you know uh misogyny and rap kind of go hand in hand a lot of the time so that does seep into his songs a bit from time to time but i will say that he tends to be especially in more like recent uh per, like more recent songs mm-hmm. it seems like he's kind of realize that he doesn't have to do that to be a good rapper whereas like in his early work like his first lp uh camp it seemed like he was really trying to show everybody that he wasn't just a like wacky comedy guy on community and he could like he could rap hard yeah and it just didn't really sit with me that well but as soon as his second album came out because the internet I was like, oh, this guy is super thoughtful. Yeah, he could rap meaningful. Yeah, and he's yeah. got like things to say. And even when he is rapping about his relationships with women, it doesn't come off as misogynistic, mm-hmm. which was yeah. like a real turn on for me. <laughs> <laughs> for real. In so many ways. Yeah, I got like but, really but excited. This, this is interesting to me too, because on a physical level, like he's not a gym rat. You know, he is very like, this is my body. This is this is another version of sexy. Like, you know, and yeah. I think he does have a great body, mm-hmm. but just not, you know, he's not like Brad Pitt and Fight Club, you know? Yeah. And, and there's a certain vulnerability there. There's yeah. a certain honesty there that mm-hmm. I just, I also find really, really sexy. Yeah. Really attractive. I, I, I love the way he carries himself, mm-hmm. especially like 2013 onward when he became mm-hmm. a little bit more subdued and it didn't really, it seemed like he realized that he didn't really have to like try so hard. He didn't have to try so hard. Yeah. He kind of just like relaxed into himself. And that is such a sexy quality when people re- like realize their worth God. and then can just be themselves and put themselves out there in a way that they just are. You really see that that's just who they are. This is the next mountain I have to climb. (laughs) I just, I think too, as a comic, you're just so used to digging at yourself. And you're just like, ah, there's nothing going on here. Sexy wise. Like get away. Just, 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 Oh yeah. Look in another direction, you know, but it's so it's, it's cutting yourself short a little bit, I think. And I think I've been a little mean to myself. (laughs) Well, you know, what was a real turning point for me was just in the last like year or so when mm-hmm. uh nanette came out hannah gadsby's yeah uh god uh stand-up special so on brilliant. netflix yeah and so brilliant her stuff about like obviously i can't relate on the same level that a lot of people can to her uh her the oppression that was put onto her and yeah. the violence and all all of that horrible stuff but the idea that of self-deprecation and 
cutting yourself down to protect like to protect yourself and to protect uh other people from you and and the audience from the truth of your jokes yeah Mm -hmm. was really really powerful to me and uh, it it spoke to me because i've always been very self-deprecating yeah and when i heard that i was like oh no you can still be funny without putting yourself down yes and you can still talk about yourself in a like a real way without being like the worst person in the joke I think I think comedy is better for that Me hour too. special, and uh, I think you're absolutely right. But there's been a lot of resistance out there. I know. To, I hate it. To <laughs> not not it. just to that, but that idea in general to people. I'm I'm a Gen Xer audience. I'm 44 years old, and uh, you know our relationship to our bodies and to sex in general. I think is just you know it's it's different than mm-hmm. you know because I think you're 14 years younger than me. Are you 30? Yeah, I'm 30. Yeah, so you know just I can already see just the way that you approach it, the way that you see it. Even having this discussion, you know, <laughs> this was not. I could never be sitting in this chair with a straight white guy going over this list. You know, yeah. when I was your age. Yeah. Oh, I hate saying it like that, but it's the truth. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Which is, that's actually one of the things I wanted, which I, one of the things I thought was so fun about this particular list is because yeah. I thought it was, I, I hate the idea that straight men can't like be attracted to men. Like they're so like yeah. stuck in their straightness and they might even be like accepting of other sexual orientations, but they still really hold tightly to their straightness. Yes. And to me, that's like so aggravating because it's like, you know what? We're just all people that want to fuck each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's even crazy to me still that I could sometimes see a woman and again, just want to be physically expressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I do my next person on the list and oh, tell yeah. you who yeah, that? Yeah. Let's okay. Number three. This is definitely true of this woman. <laughs> and uh, it's, I'm just going to say who it is and then why it's Helen Mirren. I think, wow. yeah, I mean, here's why I kind of look at her kind of like, as be, like, I just know she's in a tantric sex. Like I know sex <laughs> with Helen Mirren is not, is, is, is more healing than it is for getting off. And I just, I kind of feel like just all the things that she knows and just how deep and nuanced she is mm-hmm. as a person. Like I want my spirit to merge with that spirit and be one in this experience, yeah. in this sexual experience. And that's not the same kind of sex that one would have with a Penelope Cruz, right? you know, or a Gal Gadot. Right. You know, this is like a real, like balancing of the universe type of sex, mm-hmm. your inner universe, right? you know? And that's why I think... It's like a spiritual awakening as much as it is like a sexual encounter. Yeah, <laughs> like I think like just like the whole, like having wine with her getting ready for it would be like maybe the sexiest part of the whole freaking experience. <laughs> <laughs> just her like with that voice and just like, oh, yeah. you know, getting me ready to experience this thing that is going to really blow one's mind, isn't it? Oh yeah. You know, just that accent and just her authority and i know she's got me oh yeah and she is she is so powerful yeah just in the way that she carries herself yeah but again even physically yeah that woman has a core on her it's made (laughs) of steel oh yeah you know and there's something about that it it transcends her physicality and starts to become just again you know like i want to have an experience with a person like that yeah yeah I, i helen mirren is definitely uh, like a celebrity crush for me as well. Yeah. And I'm not even that familiar with her work in a lot of ways. Have you seen her in The Queen? 
when she plays Queen Elizabeth. No, because I, I, the hate aftermath period, of, I hate period pieces. Really, this was this was interesting because it takes place when Princess Diana dies. Oh, yeah, okay. not not like one of these old, but oh. literally Queen Elizabeth, the current queen, right? Which is so fascinating the politics of it, but the fact that she played it the way that she played it, and the queen invited Helen Mirren to come have lunch, and she denied the invitation. She didn't want, yeah, she just didn't want to go there, and it was oh, that's baller as. Fuck. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like there was nothing off the table with this woman, which you know gives. I would feel very free in an experience like that, whereas I think oftentimes what keeps me from being fully expressed with a partner is uh, there. That I have a lot of fear around being fully like able to ask for what I want mm-hmm. or even physically go to certain places because you know i'm just so stopped by considering what they might think or want you know Mm -hmm. which is great uh but sometimes it doesn't allow me to just fully surrender sure to not knowing yeah and exploring and being uh you know creating this dance with this other person yeah you know, I'm just too thoughtful about it. I get my, sometimes I'm literally making jokes in my head and I'm like, stop it. Not the right time or place. But, but a person like this who like holds such a high standard, mm-hmm. I feel like I would really be able to just meet her in that place. And yeah. Like she would elevate you yeah. up to the place where, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Where she, you, you feel like you could like say anything that you wanted to do or yeah. maybe even just are like a tad bit curious and she would either fully accept it and has done it and would guide you through it or would just be like no i don't want to do that no, and it would be like okay no, that's darling. cool <laughs> yeah, perhaps yeah. next time yeah 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 like we'll have to we'll have to shag a few more times before that's on the menu right yeah. and i'm like okay <laughs> yes yes ma'am <laughs> uh my number three is is most is mostly talent although i do think he's very handsome and very, uh, very, um, very sexy. Okay. Uh, is Clive Owen. Oh, <laughs> Clive Owen is like a tree of a man. Yes. You just want to climb. Yes. Yeah. I think he, <laughs> he is just the absolute, he, he's got that, that accent. See, uh, very right. The British thing. Yes. The British accent Were is they, very, what is that for us Americans? <laughs> I know. It's so, it's so bizarre that that's something that is, maybe it's because it's like our ancestry. Yeah. You know? that, yeah, like yeah. The English ancestry where we're like, Ooh, we're, we're, we're making it with the, uh, with the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> we kicked your ass in the war, but yeah. man, is that accent cute? Spank me. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I also think he's been in just some of the, the best movies, and I think he's a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he is just very, very handsome. And I feel like I feel like he's somebody where he probably is like really into like, like he has to be the one in charge. Oh, for sure. In sex. Where yeah. You are going to be in a relationship with him, and you are going to just enjoy what he has to offer <laughs> totally you know that's that's a really interesting idea too because in the in the female male dynamic what's been traditional is that men really aren't the sort of uh, uh what do you call that um what do they call that gaze the it's not it's not a subjective gaze what are they uh, they're not uh the bottoms is that what or <laughs> yeah i mean that's the crass way of saying it <laughs> they're not bottoms but they're not uh submissive 
oh, what is it when you when you when you look at a woman just based on her looks, like you're just deconstructing her to objectify. Objectify. Oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> Men aren't objectified in that way, and then they, you know, what follows after that is, the, of course, they're not going to be bottoms. They've always got to be the sort of dominant energy in mm-hmm. that exchange. Whereas in a gay male exchange, what I've found really interesting is like how much of a top am I? How much of a bottom am I? What is that whole experience? Yeah, you know, and. Uh, I think with a Clive Owen, he's definitely like got that top energy, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel like straight men would all do well to be penetrated at some point and maybe not by another man, but mm-hmm. maybe by a woman, you mm-hmm. know, with a, wearing a strap on just to know what it is oh, yeah. to have to invite another person into yourself in that way. It's incredibly vulnerable. I, I think if you're a straight man and you haven't had a finger in your, at least a finger in your butt, <laughs> then you are doing sex wrong. <laughs> but see, but, but that's, but that's such a millennial thing to say. Yeah. Guys in my generation sure. would be like, it's clearly you're clearly gay oh yeah and it's like no 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 but they but there's a lot of shame for guys in my generation around their 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 booties yeah and uh i had to get over it yeah i've had to really work through it and if it's hard for me i can't even imagine what it's like for other gen xers my age yeah yeah i mean it's definitely more uh it's newer thinking for sure yeah it's more it's more recent more recently accepted as far like just as far as like a normal sex thing that you know even if you're straight and having sex with a woman there could be something going in your butt (laughs) there could be yeah and i and i feel that it's just such a yeah especially because guys have prostates which can be a whole new thing and um yeah, I yeah, I yeah. was I was I was even trying to save you from this conversation because I was like, oh, don't say too much, Brett. <laughs> but you're totally fine no, with it. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't give a fuck. Oh, great! <laughs> wow. Okay. okay, I'm I'm just gonna continue to yeah. sweat. Let's do our let's do our uh, number twos because we have we just have a uh, oh just unfortunately we, yes, yes. we kind of have to power through these last last two. Okay, uh, just for the sheer like um. I, I, I like a little bit of a, a Dom thing, and I know that um, I could get my ass very sexually kicked by Lucy Liu. Oh. From Charlie's Angels. Yes. I, yes. She yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want her, I, I know this is going to sound racist. I'm, I'm just going to preface that. I know, but I want her to, like, dragon mom me in bed, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, just correct my, my technique just, and just make me better. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that ridiculous? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You know where Lucy Liu really this this is maybe even more odd is the, okay. the, the the like the moment i realized that she was very sexy. You know how sometimes you have to see somebody through the eyes of somebody else to understand like why they're great? Whether it's like attractiveness yeah. or like something else, you kind of have some somebody might be able to put it into perspective for you. I have a very odd one of this. There's an episode of Futurama where okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Where Fry is able to get a Lucy Liu sex robot. Wow. And I've never heard of this. For some reason, that episode, I was like, oh, and she voiced, she voices oh, herself. Oh, she did. Yes. Oh, that's great. And I think it was partly that, that she voiced herself and was <clears> like, <throat> okay with the joke, you know? Great. Uh, so she has a sense of humor and a sense of humor about herself, which is very attractive. Okay. And that, yeah. that made it for me. I was like, oh, Lucy Liu is great. And I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a great, she's such a great comedian. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I first started watching her in Ally McBeal. Way back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And uh, wow, what a 
force of nature you know and such brilliant casting because this is like the first like asian woman i ever really saw on tv i mean i saw connie chung but she mm -hmm. was like a newscaster and like almost that's like almost like the only way that you would even get an asian woman on tv is like mm -hmm. in that kind of a role but for lucy Liu to come in and be this kick-ass lawyer and to just be like you know uh, such a again just a force of nature i was totally yeah. taken by her she's so talented and yes. so funny and so sexy yeah and so like literally like maybe five two five three mm -hmm. but like a towering presence and i was yeah. like how do you do that she just like commands wh yes. whichever space she's in yeah i can totally see her like in stilettos with like a like a whip in her hand mm -hmm. but then also like lilies and a waterfall and very mm -hmm. soft yes and uh, i love her i love her sexual range that i'm making up for her <laughs> <laughs> i'm fantasizing about hi um all right my my number two is actually it's funny because he has recently had a uh kind of a renaissance oh but i have loved him ever since i was a kid okay he's always been somebody that i want to see everything that he does i've always thought he I think he may have been the person that was like, you know what? It's okay to be a little bit gay, even if you're straight. Like, Interesting. really hammered that home for me. Yeah. No pun intended. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, Good joke. Uh, but, like, because I was a kid in the 90s, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, homosexuality and just different ways of looking at sex were not, were still in their infancy. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> but he as I was looking at him, he just seemed so accepting of people and so calm. It, it's a uh, Keanu Reeves. Ah, yeah. And I think he, 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 for me, it, I think he's very talented, but it's mostly looks for him. <laughs> interesting. Me. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody, there was those rumors that he was gay, mm -hmm. but I don't think, I don't know. Again, that's such a nineties way of even, looking at a person right right because it, it's just so binary and right we, and we know that's just ridiculous now exactly you know i don't know what his sexuality is uh it's just it's not but i get it he, he's a very private person and he, i think a lot of times, an incredibly sensitive guy yes and i love that especially in contrast to a lot of the roles that he plays you know, like your yeah. John Wicks and your Jack Travins from Speed yes. and your Todds from Parenthood and Bill. Or no, he's Ted. Ted. Ted he's Peter Ted. Logan, yes. But Ted, I think, was just so, oh my God, oh, yes. that movie. Oh, I was so in love with him because of that sort of doofy kind of like, oh, this is going to sound so terrible, but there's just those people like Ted yeah, who are just so down for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you don't, again, it's that kind of a person that I can just lose myself with and not think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Bill and Ted, both number one and two are both huge movies for me. Yeah. I, yeah, I me too. absolutely love them. Uh, and really, I think shaped a lot of my comedy, uh, tastes. Yeah. Cause I, I like confident, dumb, dumb people. Like yeah. confident idiots are my favorite comedy things <laughs> like uh that's why i love like mcgruber so much that's why i love steve martin so much is they're just like confident idiots uh, yeah yeah so but uh keanu just like john wick he's so great in those movies and he's so fucking sexy in those movies where i'm just like man if you wanted to come and just like 
wrap your arms around me, I would just be like, I'm just going to, I'm going to let go. <laughs> let I'm go just, and let God. Yeah. And I'm just gonna <laughs> or let Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Let Neo. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just going to let whatever happens, happens right now. And yeah. I am going to be, I'm going to love it. <laughs> you know? Fascinating. Yeah. All right. We're My number one. Our number ones. I'm so embarrassed about this. No, don't be embarrassed. You can't be embarrassed. <sighs> we're, we're past being embarrassed. Because <laughs> I, uh, I'm just going to say it. Uh, I had to go actually to TV uh, because okay. I've had a crush on her for a while. And I actually got to meet her. I'll tell you that story in a second. Uh, but for me, my number one, like I want to, I, I, I know I wouldn't, like I'm pretty sure I could. <laughs> Christina Hendricks, the, the, the red-haired bombshell from Mad Men. Uh, well, just really quick before, yeah. just a quick piece of trivia about her. Yeah. She actually uh, grew up. A lot, uh, a lot of her childhood was actually spent in Twin Falls. Yes, Twin Falls, Idaho. I, I heard like her podcast when she spoke to Mark Marin not long oh. ago. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yes, you got to hear it. It's great. Fantastic. She talks about that past. Um, I got to meet her. I was uh, doing, I, I was producing behind the scenes videos for a TV show on ABC called um, Body of Proof, starring Dana Delaney. One of the cast members uh, was Christina Hendricks' husband, Jeffrey Arendt, I want to say is how you say his last name, Jeffrey Arendt. We actually talked about this after you guys left the last podcast because we were talking, no, we were talking about it on a different, it doesn't matter, a different podcast because okay. he was in the movie that we were talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, Bubble Boy. But yeah. Yes, he's also like the stoner at the beginning of uh, Super Troopers uh, yeah. in the cop car, but. It's well, weird that they're married. <laughs> well, but okay. So here's what. So here's what it is. Like after I met him, I'd seen her in 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 Mad Men, and mm -hmm. I thought she was incredible. And yeah. she was just she's again somebody who just oozes sexuality, mm -hmm. but it's this very kind of also nurturing vibe. Yeah, you know, which I'm like, I know she'd give me a shot. You know, she would think <laughs> anything I did was just great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I need that. I need you to just be with me in this experience. You know. Yeah. And when I found out she was married to Jeffrey, the guy I was working with, I was like, no, I really do have a shot, <laughs> you know, because I'm kind of this dorky guy. And uh, I was just and then uh, after the first season working on the show, we had the rap party and oh, uh, she came with the she came to the rap party looking just just devastating. Just so, oh. so beautiful. Uh, so confident, so kind, so warm. Like, oh, I mean, just she lit up the room. I yeah. can't even describe it. Like, just and uh, I'll never forget it. And I and I was just my crush was cemented the, in that moment. Yeah, the fact that she's not the biggest star in the world to yeah. me, with just how she carries herself in yes. such like a bright and confident way, and she's so. Uh, she, she speaks so eloquently and intelligently. Yeah. And it just it boggles my mind that she is not one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. Not, not to take anything away from like her level of fame. Now, no, no, but no, no, no. She's got it. I think she's got a, a really interesting journey ahead of her. And if I could be really crass for just a second, sure. God, what a pair of boobs on oh, that woman. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay. I was, that's my one. Okay. Now what's your number one? Uh, okay. My number one is, um, I, He's everything. <laughs> to me, he is the whole package. Okay. He is uh, a stunner. He is so attractive, but he is so vulnerable oh. and so uh, so thoughtful, and he's so progressive and so evolved. Oh, my gosh. And he's a, a, a good actor. Oh, I think I know who you're going to say. Do you? Yeah. Okay, tell me. Jeff Goldblum? No. 
Okay, that's no. my Gen X speaking. He <laughs> Jeff Goldblum would be more a little. My guy is much more like mainstream down the middle. Oh, okay. Jeff Goldblum is a little more left of center. Than, yeah, yeah, he's a little. Wacky. Uh, my number one is uh, Captain America himself, Chris Evans. Oh. <laughs> Why do I think he's so? Honestly, like I rarely have crushes on actors like that. But that man. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say, I don't know why, but oh, I hate I, him. <laughs> no, I am so into him for that very reason. Yes. He, first of all, I love his Captain America. Captain America, the Winter Soldier Me is one too. of my favorite movies. Me too. I love it. And I yeah. think he's so fantastic in it. Yeah. Of taking a pretty, uh, what can be a bland character and giving him a lot can of. Can be. Was. <laughs> until I think he got a hold of that character. Well, I, as a as a comic book person, I will say that it. With most comic books, it kind of just depends on who's writing it. Got and there it. There have been Captain America that were good. runs that were they really explored the character in a mm. very nuanced way. Okay, but, I'll take your word on that one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> but um, his portrayal of Captain America, and I don't know if any other actor could have done it like him, of this beefy guy who is right and knows they're right, but also has a lot of emotional vulnerability that mm-hmm. is yeah very subtly played. But like, there's the scene where he's talking to uh, Maggie Carter uh, uh, as not Mag- uh, uh, Peggy Carter when she's suffering from Alzheimer's. She's in the hospital and yeah. Oh God, I love that. When scene. she they're talking and then you realize that she has Alzheimer's because she doesn't like she's seeing Steve again for the first time in the middle of their conversation and you see in his face going from uh, sadness to and then he starts smiling and trying to like uh be there for her be there for her yeah and it's just like small facial expressions that change oh, like that from moment like frame to frame and you're like god this guy's fucking bringing it to this role yeah but also and the in fact, that moment yes. just the just the, uh, the i call that like emotional the uh, that kind of emotional beat by beat yes. by beat as you're watching it unfold it's just like watching it dance it's so beautiful yes yes absolutely and the fact that he is so openly progressive yeah and so openly open to all types of people and uses yes. his platform of fame to not only uh, like be a voice uh and to for people that are you know oppressed or put upon or marginalized mm-hmm. and really tries to speak out in their on their behalf when he can but he also really lets the motherfuckers that are trying that are marginalizing people he lets them have it like he'll take Donald Trump to task he'll be like you're a mother you're a fucking asshole but see this is and this is uh, and this is going to get like really psychoanalyze you for a second here but what i loved about captain america and him playing it is that it seemed to be like you're saying, like this part of his personal life, mm-hmm. his idealism as an American, mm-hmm. and his disillusionment of what it's become now, what that means now. Yeah, he's bringing into this role, and I don't even, I can't even. Se- he is Captain America to me. Yeah, in that same. way because he's a boy next door type, gorgeous. He's like so the ideal of the perfect straight fifties man. Yeah. Because he is a man, right? He's yeah. a man's man. Yeah. He likes baseball, <laughs> and can, and brings the vulnerability to it. Yes, which is what was missing from the baby boomers. I think yes. the greatest generation had that sort of a quiet, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that is about being a man. That's a sort of like quiet fortitude mm-hmm. that's now lost. 
in a big way. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, I think it's become something else. Not that that's the end all be all of men, but that particular flavor of it, so hot, so vulnerable, so. Uh, how we were talking about Gal Gadot being like a really yes. girlina, girlina, like he's a real man's man. Yes. And yet there's so much balance that they bring yes. to yes. those archetypes. Because it's because he has compassion for other people. There it is. And he has empathy for other people. Right. That that, that and those are uh, bring me your poor, yes. tired, huddled masses. But those but those are attributes that are have historically been attributed to women. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. of like being compassionate and empathetic, where guys are much more stoic and they're like, "This is the word." Well, it's the whole John Wayne, yeah, 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 it, which which Hollywood did <laughs> right was you know kind of create that as a model of masculinity, yes. and that guy couldn't be a bigger tool bag, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck and John yet, Wayne. So how many guys still aspire to that? Right. Um, well, uh, we we do have to wrap up. Oh, which is unf- Brett, I, I what feel a like great, we could talk about this me stuff. Me too. Thank all, you so, so much. much more. Thank you for doing this. I I feel uh, this kind of I don't know. This was really such a growing experience. Yeah, for me. it was it was so much fun to talk to you about this. And yeah. I, I, Matteo, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and being my first uh, real booked guest on this show awesome loved it and i loved your list uh th- so thanks for doing it do you want to like do any like pluggable stuff yeah uh just for everybody in boise i'm going to be at liquid lounge uh the weekend of the 28th july 28th uh please come out to the show and, and you can get tickets at liquidboise.com yeah is the website and then uh, anybody who wants to follow me at facebook uh Matteo martinez i'm i'm on there add me let's be buddies and i'll show you all about my upcoming shows in los angeles and new york in the coming months awesome well thanks for listening everybody and uh tune in next week because it will be a different show all right bye